Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. And hello, welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on May the 4th, 2023. I'm Chris Williams. He's Chris Hassel. We'll be with you for the next hour or so. Hey, Hat I want to give guy a guy today. Hat guy. Got to rep our guys at Circa, man. There you, you go. You like it? Love How it. How do you like it? It covers up that bald dome. It does. I actually wear a lot of hats this time of year for obvious reasons. You know why I'm jealous of of bald people who wear You hats? don't ever got to do your hair. Yeah, you, you can wear a hat and you can just take it right off and you're fine. If yeah. I put a hat on, I am in with that hat the rest of the day. If I put a hat on, I'm out in public, I can't just take the hat off and keep walking around. And you Hair's have like real hair too. You have good head of hair. You have a nice head of hair. Real hair? Yeah, it's not like mine where, you know, I'm, um, it's so thin, like on top, or it really doesn't matter. It's just like, ah, just throw some gel in there. It'll be fine. Hey, I want to give a shout out before we get going. Of course, we are always presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery in the Channel Seed Studios. Kenoyer Garden Center is our partner of the month here in the month of May. I just texted my wife, so I did uh, a manly deal earlier this week, Hassel. I went out. There's a little pocket in our yard that we don't ever use. So I mm-hmm. took a sod cutter to it and chopped oh. it open because making a garden out there. Really? Yeah. Going to put the... We, I've done gardens before. What are you going to plant in there? Tomatoes? Tomatoes, peppers. Uh, we'll see. Maybe some wildflowers too. Nothing that... There's only certain things you c- can grow that like will, will give you a yield this year. You know, like you're like, oh, I want to plant some strawberries. Well, that'll take a couple years for them to like come up. I I have very um, impatient children that want to be a part of this, so they're like, now we got to get it now. But no, it's uh, the uh, Kenoyer Garden Center. I'm I'm excited to be partnering with them. I want to give a shout out to Kyle and Stephanie. This is a locally owned company, uh, family owned company that has been around. You saw in our intro for ten years now. And we appreciate them coming on board, and we hope we can send a flock of Iowa Everywhere listeners and viewers to our friends at Kenoyer Garden Center, two locations in Ankeny, and also right off of Highway 141 in Ames. So we Maddie Van Ames, Wink already Grimes, in oil. Ames. No, Maddie Van Wink loves that place. Oh yeah, we get all of our flowers there. But I, I, I should say, Williams, I we moved into our house a few years ago, brand new house, and we haven't done any landscaping. So I think I need to stop by Kenoyer and get some. Yeah, get some plants, get some some landscaping that's materials. A, that's a deal. We'd have to Maddie uh, plan a couple, plan a whole weekend, get a you know cooler full of beer for that one. That's quite the. I'm in. I with my landscaping in my house, it's been like a ten year process. It's like you do this part this year, you do this part this year. I've hired some of it out. It's been it's been quite the hey, deal. You know what I'm working on right now? What's I'm that? building a playset for my daughter. Oh, is that the one that oh takes you like God. two full days or it's whatever? It's going to take me 14 Jeez. hours by myself, but I'm going to have some help. It'll 
It'll go. I worked on it for three hours yesterday, and I got a pretty good chunk done. So it's coming along. <sighs> good for you. I Hassel just. just how's your pool people doing? I just realized that I, I'm wearing a T-shirt. I didn't even put. <laughs> God. I usually put like a collared shirt on. I'm just wearing a T-shirt. I'm wearing my uh, Hawkeye basketball, basketball. T-shirt. I was like, why, why do I look sloppy today? What, what's going on? My hair's all right. What? Oh, it appears that Poppy's a little sloppy. Yeah, the pool people are out there right now. They're cranking some Spanish music. Um, Yell at those bastards. Say, hey, hurry up. Well, Got a pool to here, get into. They weren't here for like a week and a half. And uh, so I called the place yesterday and they said, well, we're just waiting on a date. I said, what do you mean waiting on a date? Well, we're just waiting on a date. Like, what? Do you want me to make it that date for you? They said, no, we have to make the date. Well, we'll make the date. And What's here they the are. What's the date? Like, are they, I don't are know. they waiting on, like, know. certain, like, equipment to come in? Or, like, what do you mean a date? I don't know. I, I really don't know. But the pool deck is pretty much done now. So I, I actually had some landscapers out uh, a couple of days ago because I need to re-landscape some stuff, move some stuff around. I can't do it myself. You know I, you know me. I got I to... Gotta, hire that stuff out so the yeah, delray no, garden I, center was over key for what it's worth like i greatly at this point in my life prefer to hire something out like i'm replacing oh, yeah. my deck and i it's just like the reason i'm doing it is like the deck is damn near 20 years old from how this would house. someone Build their own deck. I just uh, it boggles my. Well, a lot mind. of guys do it actually. It but my point my is, mind. I'm pulling out the wood, and I'm doing that <gasps> composite decking, so oh, that yeah. I don't have to screw with it anymore. I'm so tired of staining that thing, and like it just, I just dread it every time that that comes around. So I'm just I'm hiring a guy to put in the composite decking so that. You know, and I got a big dog who will scratch it like when he jumps on it. And he doesn't mm-hmm. mean to, but it's just it's part of having a dog. And I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. This place that I'm building has instructions and the, the <laughs> font is like point two <laughs> size. Does it have it's, an app? Most of those things have no. an app now. No, and I got it from Costco and it didn't come with any assembly that I could Jeez. pay for. So, man. All right. We, we have a lot to get to in this show uh, a lot of local stuff we actually we actually have some fun stuff with with hassle that's going on down in miami this weekend i want to start with the big 12 as it's been a newsy week for commissioner yormark that and everything kind of popped last night as we had like dueling reports uh, your colleague at CBS, one of my favorite writers in America, Dennis Dodd, puts out a report last night at about 9 o'clock, hassle that ESPN and the Pac-12 are no longer in discussions. ESPN would not be bidding on their media rights deal, uh, at least for Tier 1. And, we, are, and then, we already heard that CBS was out. Yes. And it's been reported for a long time that Fox wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. Well, then... Like 20 minutes after Dennis's report comes out, The Athletic and Sports Illustrated hop in and be like, no, no, that is incorrect. The Pac-12 and ESPN met today, and this is just this um, media war that we have seen with the Pac-12 and 
you know, I don't know if it's the Big 12. Well, I guess it. Dennis did cite a Big 12 administrator in, in one of his um, quotes, but this is wild. This is a game of chess going on between these two right now, and it's kind of fascinating to to sit back and watch. This is just the latest, so I want to just throw everything out here for you, and I'll kind of let you respond. There was a report earlier, Ross Dellinger from – I think Sports Illustrated is the one who broke it about the Big 12 potentially playing games um, from all different sports in in Mexico City. Well, let's just start right there. So I did a podcast about this about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, you jumped the gun on us. I mean, me and Banny Van Wink wanted to get in on this, and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this myself. Trying to give the people what they want. They want more content. You, you guys have jobs. I don't want to bother you. At like two in the afternoon, and say, "Hey, drop everything you're doing. We need to react to the Big Twelve potentially playing games in Mexico. That's what my job is." Okay, so you need to quit being so goddamn okay. sensitive. Well, i I have liked pretty much everything your mark has brought to the table so far. Pretty much every idea, and I guess not every idea is going to be great, but this one. I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. Like you're not a professional team. I mean, you really think that you go down to Mexico and all of a sudden you're going to have fans in Mexico cheering on American colleges. This is big 12 country down here in Mexico city. Let me tell you, (laughs) central Florida is really going to catch on down with the, uh, yeah, folks in Mexico city. I just what's the the use the Brian Ferentz quote? What's the upside here? You're 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 running the risk of upsetting your own fan bases, your own teams, and what are you trying to gain? That's my problem, Chris. Is that like the one strength that the Big Twelve has? It's not like these giant markets. It's not like sexy brands. It's the fact that its fan bases are nuts. They may not be as mm-hmm. big, but they're nuts, and they'll do anything you ask of them, pretty much. But when you start taking home football games away from these, by many small towns, right, like that depend on this, um, I I think it's a I think it's a really bad move. I was surprised though, with the amount of blowback I got from my opinion on thinking that this is. Stupid. Now, maybe that's just blind people who will what? follow your... Th- yeah, there for are, real. There are, there are people who think this is a good idea? Yes. Like who? Like Iowa State fans? I've, I haven't seen a ton of Iowa State fans, but I mean, Matt, go to our um, the YouTube page from the podcast I did the other day. I mean, the, there's only three comments, and they're all pro the Big 12 playing games in, in Mexico. I mean, there's one guy, I, I've heard a lot of like BYU fans. Apparently there's a lot of, uh, the Latter-day Saints community is huge in Mexico City, but it's like, okay, like that's like that's, that's why we're going to do this. Like it doesn't make any sense. Here's my fear with the Big 12 right now because they have a perception problem and they have for a really long time. This is nothing new. They had a perception problem when Texas and Oklahoma were in the league. In fact, there's a piece by David Ubbin, a, a really respected reporter from The Athletic that came out today about how the Big 12 doesn't recruit well enough, and he he didn't have them on par with the ACC and Pac-12, which is just absurd. The, the numbers, nothing backs that up, but 
here's the problem. When you have a perception problem, like that's a that's a very real thing. Who so in I their think, right mind would put the Pac-12 or the ACC ahead of the Big 12 right now? Go read Ovin's article. I mean, you it just came out this morning. My point is there's this perception deal, and I don't – the Big 12 is trying. I, I know what your mark is trying to do. He's getting creative. He's sure, trying and that's to – great. And that's yes. great. But I but just if don't you get do – like maybe much, I need I need an explanation here. Like what? I don't get it either. Like my point is then you kind of become a sideshow when you're starting to do stuff like this. Yeah, right? that's a good point. And that's what I don't want them – don't go too far. Like the, I, I think a lot of the stuff – so then yesterday there's a deal about how they're working with their media partners to modernize broadcasts. Uh, great. Like, that's cool. I feel like that should almost be on yeah, the ESPNs and, and Foxes and CBS. And if that means more access, that's great. Like, I, I love what some of – like FS1 has done some really cool stuff with the Big East in basketball where they will – mic up coaches for the entire game and they will you you can listen into coaches live sometimes i mean if the big 12 can do some of that with their media partners and make their coaches their players their game more accessible that's awesome quick shout out maddie van wink says that we have nearly 500 people live on twitter right now um, which is a huge number for us. So yeah, hello. most of our numbers come after the fact, right? On yeah, uh, so on the hello old to all of our uh, on Twitter today, Jeez. new viewers right there. And if you're listening on the podcast later on today, you can watch us live every Monday and Thursday at eight thirty on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you should join us on TikTok. Chase is doing a great job. Instagram, Crystal does a great job with that as well. The yeah, again, like I see why. Like I, your mark is thinking outside the box. He's doing all these things. Um, what could he, he possibly to. be thinking? The end game for that is though. Like, I what, asked. What does he I think asked, that's going to bring? I asked a couple of smart people that exact question, and my my exact phrasing was: Can you convince me that this isn't stupid? <laughs> that, that was how I asked these because I think it's I think it's ridiculous. There's one reason that I wouldn't think it's stupid. Okay, one source told me there's probably extra TV money involved in this somehow. Maybe not TV money, but there's more rights money. And if if your mark would just say, "Hey, you guys threw me into this deal without Texas and Oklahoma, and you told me to make as much money as possible," that's what I'm doing here. I would be like, "All right." He's turning over every rock. I may not like it, but that's what his job was to, to do, was to, to keep up the money. Um, if he, But they're not going to say that. They're going to tell us about untapped market potential in Mexico City and all this stuff, and that the <laughs> what, Big 12 what? wants to be this global brand, and it's ridiculous. It's just, it, how pissed would you Wait be? Wait until these folks in Mexico see what brand of football our colleges in America are playing in the Big 12. <laughs> Forget about Alabama. Who cares? We've it's... got Big 12 football, and we're coming to you. You know what I want the Big 12 to do? I want the Big 12 to raise the middle finger to Texas and Oklahoma on the way out and put the Red River rivalry in Mexico City. Oh. <laughs> that. That would that be would be epic. Yeah, there you go. One of the examples given was that they wanted to make Houston and Kansas basketball like two really yeah. good programs. 
Why would you put one like maybe your premier game in the conference right now in in another country? It makes I, no I, sense to me. It, it, like if you're zero. a diehard Kansas fan, like that would piss me off. I got oh, I spend all this money on season tickets in Houston too. Yeah. Houston has a new facilities fired up fan base they're selling out games they want to see kansas come to houston as well so even if you're taking a home game away from houston that's terrible these fan bases i would be pissed if my team was one of the pool workers trying to break in i think that must be okay i thought i heard the door open and i'm the only one home my wife's gone so i'm i'm on edge but no i would be furious if I'm Houston, I come into the Big 12. Oh my God, Kansas is going to be playing in Houston on our floor. Nope, we're going to Mexico City. <laughs> well, like maybe, and I'm not a very worldly man. Is has Mexico City become like this travel destination for fans? Because like when Nebraska or Notre Dame play games in Ireland, it like it, first yeah. of all, it's like a one-time thing. And that- Second of all, it's like these giant fan, and it's like. It's kind of cool. It's like when Pollard booked Iowa State to play out at UNLV. Well, that honestly, like, you usually sure. don't see Big 12 teams go to Mountain West teams. Pollard did that because it's like a bowl game for the fans. They're going to Tulane and New Orleans in a, in a couple of years for the same reason. Stuff like that I get. Like, Are there really going to be a ton of Cincinnati fans being like, hey, let's go to Mexico City for this game? The giant, you know where did you I have been in a while? Mexico City. Major League Baseball just had a game, and the Giants and the Padres played in Mexico City. But see, again, that's a, those are professional brands. Mm-hmm. What college? Do we yeah. really think that we can force our college sports onto other countries, and they're going to get behind some of our universities and? I could, I could see it. I could see it if it was a big brand, like you said, like at Texas or in Oklahoma. There's probably those fan bases that exist down there. We're just kind of oblivious to it up here, but I'm sure there's this is the best quite a few Texas of all. fans in Mexico. Don Hassel says, "I think Big Twelve, all Big Twelve games should be played in Mexico." <laughs> really, real quick, if anybody is watching live, and we're going to move on, if anybody thinks this is a good idea. Like, yeah, we're not going to make fun you. of you. I'd love uh, to hear yeah. why. I, I would love to hear why. Chris, you mentioned the, the media money, that there might be more media money in it, TV money. I, look, I don't get that either. Well, why would there be more TV money? It may these- not be television, but like these stupid, and we, we bitch about these all the time, Chris, these stupid neutral court games Yeah, that, that we both hate. Like the Chick Fil A kickoff in the Georgia Dome, or what? Like mm-hmm. the atmosphere just sucks. But somebody's paying extra to get them there, and the the thought is, it may not be media. I I, I probably didn't phrase that right, but okay. the the source told me your mark was brought in pretty much exclusively to include increase their media rights. But if he can find an extra five million dollars here from. <laughs> The Mexican government That's or not whatever, worth it. whatever they're the working Mexican with. Government. I have no idea who he's working with here. We but really, I, it, I, it's we are announcing a new alliance. It's the <laughs> Big Twelve and the Mexican Saudi government. Arabia. <laughs> Next year, we're going to Libya. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I next just, up, it's we've got a. Uh, 
West Des Moines Valley and Dowling. We're gonna take all these kids yeah, from. If we're gonna if we're gonna West do colleges, let's let's do high school. Why wouldn't they be interested in our high schools? We're gonna make CIML football the national sport of Mexico. That's what we're doing here. It's just like I just don't get it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. all right, um, really quick, let's do a couple of quick shout outs here. First of all, to our friends at Circa Sports Iowa, Circa Las Vegas, baby. Did you guys see Mark you Wahlberg was serving up drinks at Circa the other day? Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg was serving up drinks at Circus Swim. I did Stadium see Swim. that. Yeah. Did he have his shirt off? No. Do you not That guy's everywhere. It's incredible. I know. Wahlberg, I don't even get Kevin it. Hart, The Rock, they're just those guys are just everywhere. Yeah. I would love to be a stadium swim today. Man, that would that would hit the spot right now. We're gonna be in like the eighties in Iowa today, Hassel. It's gonna be epic. Really? I wanted to give a shout-out to our friends at Circa and, of course, Fairway Meat and Grocery. It is going to be a nice weekend to smoke some ribs. I'm doing ribs this weekend, Matty Van Winks, if you get Baby back? Yeah, I I only do the baby backs. Bring me some while I'm working on that swing set. Oh, my God. Why would you do that? Just buy it full. I bought one of those um, giant-ass rainbow ones last year for the kids, and it was expensive. But you don't ever have to worry about it, like, breaking, and those guys just come up and just set it all up for you. It's perfect. Look at all these people with their pork loins that that they were posting over the weekend, a bunch of guys out with their Mm -hmm. smokers. We also got a note from a farmer on Twitter yesterday who was out during planting season. It is planting season, baby, and our friends at Channel Seed. What a great partnership we have with them as we're really trying to connect with the agriculture. I'm telling you. I've done this podcast thing for way longer than it's been like the cool thing to do. Numbers peak during planting and harvest season because these guys and, and sometimes gals are out there in their combines, in their tractors, uh, and they are working to feed all of us. And they they don't listen to the radio anymore. They're out there for like 12 hours a day. They don't want to listen to commercials. Did you hear that? That uh, they might stop putting AM radios in cars. Yeah, that's been a thing for a while. Yeah, that's because now it's just like a basically like a little like an Android or Apple device in there, essentially. Mm-hmm. And all these cars have are going to have internet and yeah, AM's AM is basically dead. It's not dead yet, but that's it's too bad. I like the old AM radio crackly sound. The clock is ticking on it. Having said that, I can't tell you the last time I listened to AM radio. <laughs> I have satellite radio in the car. Or I just hook up my phone, you know, Bluetooth to my phone. I've got Apple Music so I can listen to any song I want in the world. I have satellite radio too, and I just have it on my on my phone, the app. Yesterday I was bored. I was running out of things to listen to. I was like, you know what? I'm going to catch up on uh, Miller and Williams. <laughs> and it was like, what? Is there really only one podcast over the last month? Well, click Miller's- on one and... You're like, oh, John, you're going, you're chasing the propane dream all over the country. Miller's yep, selling, man. In Nashville, there's a big propane conference. I'll be there for three weeks. He's selling right now. Hopefully, we we're going to do one today. Is kind oh, of really? The goal. Okay, good. That's the goal. Good. But he's, yeah, he's been all over the country. I am doing a pod tomorrow. Did you ever get to know Josh Fisher when he worked at the Iowa Wild? He was their media guy, I think probably after no. you left. So he's a Kentucky guy, born and raised in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He's nuts about horse racing. 
absolutely nuts. So I'm going to have him on for a quick show tomorrow to basically teach people how to bet horse racing. Because a lot of people don't get it. They're like, oh, win, play, show. They don't know anything about these exactas, trifectas. And so mm-hmm. we're going to do like a dummies version of it where Josh is going to come on. Because I think a lot of people, I mean, we, the the Abbas have two, maybe three horses. We're still waiting to see if Cyclone Mischief can sneak into the field. Did you know that that last year's winner got into the field the day yeah. before the race? So mm-hmm. we're kind of hoping that what was he that eighty to one to win it? Yeah, something like that. But mischief would be higher. Mischief would cycle. Mischief would be way better than fifty to one if he could sneak into the field. He's a really good horse, but he just didn't acquire enough points over the time. But he's currently ranked twenty first, and there are rumblings that there could be another horse dropping out here before. Before Saturday, did you see that four horses have died at Churchill Downs in the last like two weeks? It's really, really sad. Yeah, that's they're like tough thing about horse racing. Yeah, I was reading about it last night. It's like a kind of like this fluky. Like the surface isn't any different, but like they're they're all investigating, trying to figure out what in the what in the hell's going on there. It's really sad. All right, we're gonna get to Iowa football. there's some big news on the recruiting trail for the Hawkeyes. Oh. Aaron Ulis is going to Nebraska, wanted to be coached by one of the elite uh, player development guys in the country, Fred Hoiberg. Makes a lot of sense that <laughs> okay, he hey, want to do that. I, 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 I saw some people um, arguing about this on Twitter. Who's the better coach, Fred Hoiberg or Fran McCaffrey? Well, I, I think that Fran has a better overall body of work probably. I don't okay. know. I mean, I'm Isn't saying if you're coach? just saying like, what has he done in one spot? I, I think it's a tough argument. I, I, yeah. I do. I think it's I. I, I would I argue it, in-game coaching Fred's better, but like Fran's developed a ton of guys to get <laughs> to. Well, in-game coaching, Fran just stands there with his hands in his pockets. Yeah. He's either doing that or screaming at officials. He's not really doing anything else. But player development-wise, it's hard to argue with. Yeah, what Fran has done with some of these guys that have come through the program. Totally the agree with you. Four or five years. My dad says neither. He doesn't like uh, Fran or Fred. How can you not like Fred? Yeah, he's just a good guy. He is a good guy. I, I think Fred, man, I've seen him coach some games where, you know, against Bill Self. Where you just you count Iowa State out, and at halftime he makes these just wizard adjustments, and they are a totally different team. And he coaches in circles around him in the second half. I've seen that a lot when he was at Iowa State. But mm-hmm. you know, I think you you asked this question eight years ago. It's pretty easy, Fred. But the you know he had the the failure with the Bulls, which I don't know how much of that was actually his fault. Yeah, and I've been hard. surprised at how how long it's taken him to have any sort of success at Nebraska. I, I, I really thought he was going to turn that around fast. And it didn't happen until the second half of this past season, which got him another year. Yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah, I, I think if you break it down, I mean, the development thing, I don't know how you can go against Fran in that one, the way that mm-hmm. he – I mean, like the Murray twins weren't even like recruited hardly. Right. You know, Garza. Uh, but, man, uh, it's just hard for me to forget a lot of those things that Fred did early on, but clearly it's not translated to Nebraska. We'll see where that goes. But, yeah, Aaron Euless 
is is heading to Nebraska. He I didn't realize he started 27 games as a junior at Iowa. That seemed like a really big number to me, Chris. Do you have a do you have a thought on this? I mean, you look at his numbers, it's like 22 minutes a game, 6 points. This is not a guy who was this like major impact guy, but it does always feel a little bit different when they transfer to uh, an mm-hmm. in-conference rival. Yeah, I mean, he he never he was a guy that showed some flashes, but you know, he could get into the paint. It just seemed like he never really wanted to finish. Yeah. He he didn't have the ability to finish and he would he'd get in there and not know what to do. He'd pass it and I, I don't I would like it if he was still on the on the team going into next season. I mean, cupboard's pretty bare, it seems, in Iowa City going into next season. They've whiffed on some of their top players in the portal. And starting lineup does not look uh, sexy at all. Um, I don't blame yeah. him for going somewhere else, playing for a guy like Fred Hoiberg. And and Nebraska, they you know, they have more fan support than Iowa. There's no question about it. They, they got sell a pretty out good, games left and right. Pretty good NIL deal going on over there too, from what I understand. Yeah, and what's the NIL deal like for Iowa basketball? I don't know that it's anything I mean, other than the, what the players put together themselves. I don't you know, know what the swarm guys is going doing. out to the local pizza joints and hawking some some pepperoni. Slices. I would think that the swarm is putting some money in their pocket for appearances and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's it's mostly football, and you know we know what the women's basketball team is doing. So football. Oh, yeah, this like, is where I thought you were going to start. Well, yeah, yeah. Football right now, as we speak, there's a wide receiver, a transfer from Ohio State named Caleb Brown, who is on campus. Two four seven is reported. He has uh, he's originally from Chicago, played in a handful of games for Ohio State. Most importantly, was a top fifteen wide receiver in the class of two thousand and twenty two. Again, chooses Which is to last transfer. Year. Yep. He is originally from Chicago, so he's very aware of Iowa. He reportedly has some friends on the team, some Illinois guys who have who have gone to Iowa. I mean if the pitch here, Chris, is you come here, you're the most talented guy in our wide receiver room. You are the man with the new quarterback who's not going to throw it into the dirt. And uh, But my question to you is, what does being the man mean in this offense? This yeah. this guy is clearly very talented. Um, he's got a ton of potential. What do you think happens here? What's your this analysis would be huge. of this situation? It would be monstrous. And you know you can say, well, he didn't do anything last year with Ohio State. Well, you gotta you gotta remember Ohio State. That is the best wide receiver room in the country year in and year out, bar none. Period. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be probably a top three pick next year in yeah. the NFL draft. He's that good, and he's still on that team. I like the fact that he's a Midwest kid. He's from Chicago. I spoke with uh, my colleague, Alan Triu, who's been reporting on this for 24-7 Sports. And and he said, it, it, this, is, this is big that Iowa got the first visit. He's looking for just a little bit of change in scenery. Thinks that would be good for him. He likes that he would have an immediate opportunity. Because I don't think he loved that he didn't see that much of the field last season at Ohio State. 
He hasn't made any decisions yet. This is not like it's between Iowa and someone else and it's going to be a quick decision. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. But the fact that Iowa was his first visit, I think that is big. And Iowa is, this isn't like the the offer to the number one ranked quarterback in the class of 25 that's yeah. one of 50 offers. This is a legitimate possibility. And, it, and it's because they have Cade McNamara now. Now, I don't think this happens if Spencer Petrus is still the quarterback. I think that Cade McNamara coming in and bringing a couple of guys with him, I think that has opened the door for something like this to become a possibility, which is monstrous. But to your point, what is what is being the guy going to mean in this offense? I'll say to that, though, if you get enough of these kind of guys, the offense will be good, no matter who's running it, I think. But you need more of this, because right now they have nothing at wide receiver. Nothing. But this would this be a game changer. Is, I think this is another example, too, in this new era. I, I've been saying this since day one, Chris, that these guys want to play. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, like a payday is great. But if you're going to be third string for three years, making $100,000 from a collective and you're not playing, they only have so much eligibility. Yeah. And I also think that maybe at some point we need to have – I would love to talk with your colleague, Alan. He's been doing this a long time. He's really smart. Like, do recruiting ratings even matter as much as they used to? Because a guy like this, like, he's not – He's not going to hang out at Ohio State for three years waiting for playing time. And these guys want to get on the field. Everybody can pay you something right now at this level, right? Like, is I'm just throwing out arbitrary numbers here. Is $50,000 a year in starting better than $150,000 a year and never playing? I I think think it depends who you are. Yeah. You know, I think maybe for one season, you might say, okay, $150,000. And then you'll say, you know what? I want to play. I'll take yes. less money to play. Because, let's be honest, you, you got to play if you're going to get to that next level and make the real money. Correct. Yeah, I just, we're at a really fascinating time right now. And I, I think that this is another great example that it's not just the rich are going to get richer here. Now, that will be the case in in many, many circumstances. But again, like, there's there's the same amount of players, okay? Now there's more money at, at some of these SEC schools and what I, I'm kind of speaking from an Iowa State perspective here because Iowa has money. Like it's not like Iowa's this like little. Well, you're saying thing. Bloom's pockets aren't deep. <laughs> I, I, he got I, I that guess, kicker that was like, two for four at Nebraska. Look at like TCU though last year. Okay, now I know they got blown out by Georgia, but that team was made up mainly of transfers. Mm-hmm. And some developmental guys. So my point is, if 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 you're not a blue blood type of school, you can still be really good by getting guys like this. What's his name? Uh, sorry, I about Caleb this. Brown. Caleb Brown. Yeah, there's gonna be dozens of Caleb Browns out there every year who are top rated dudes out of high school don't like it where they're at, and they want to transfer down in their mind. Sorry, Iowa is a level down in this kid's mind. Otherwise, he would have gone to Iowa in the first Nobody's place. Nobody's going to push back on that. 
Somebody will. Oh, they're still in the what same What do you conference. mean? They're still in the big... They're both in the Big Ten. All right, hey, 55-24, woodshed, baby. Cade McNamara did the same thing, right? He probably could have mm-hmm. made a lot of money just sitting there being McCarthy's backup at Michigan. He wants to play. Well, and, and also he's getting money from Iowa. Too. No doubt. He's he's doing very well. But that it, was and, and it's one another of the main example that though. got him to Iowa. He's quote-unquote transferring down so he can go and get that playing time. This is going to keep happening. And in my mind, this is how Iowa, specifically in football, we haven't seen Iowa State get real aggressive in the transfer market football-wise. They've gotten some, but not not guys like this. But this is how Iowa is going to, in this new era, scoop up guys like this. That's how they take the next step. And it sounds from from my colleague Alan, Alan Trio has told me that, you know, I this isn't Iowa competing against Alabama, Michigan, Miami for Caleb Brown. This is this is like a Big Ten West thing. Like he might only be picking between Iowa, Purdue, Illinois, mm. Northwestern. Like like your chances he, there. He wants to stay close to home from Chicago. He wants to stay in that area. So I. I mean, Purdue, that scares me a little bit. If, if if that's a place, that's attractive right now. Really attractive from a wide receiver standpoint. But at the same time, it's not Michigan. It's not you know well, one of these places that is just head and shoulders above an Iowa. You, you stack Iowa up against those West schools other than Nebraska, though, and you've got a – and Wisconsin – and you've got the fan support. You've got an iconic stadium. Sure. You've got a lot to sell. Well, Iowa that. has a lot of checks over Purdue. The problem okay. is we've seen what the these offense. receivers can do at Purdue. Yeah. yeah, if you're Purdue, you're negative recruiting the shit out of Iowa right now. Like, oh, that's yeah. A, that's a no-brainer. You're and it's easy to do that. Every wide receiver that's come through. But Iowa, if you're Iowa, you're saying things are yeah. different now. Hey, you're yeah, saying the you're, exact opposite the of what here. Brian Ferentz says in the press conferences. You're saying things are different. This is going to be a totally different offense. We now have a quarterback. If we get you, we've got it. <laughs> Some of these comments are great. I've never seen a fan base that just hates its own team more than Iowa fans. It's just hilarious. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm going to read Jeff's. Uh, Jeff says, if Brown commits and we can get another wide out with Cade, and all in KJ, we might be at a point where even Brian can't f it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you guys get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean that's not. I wouldn't. I, I say that's more like that. This is the argument that I'll make when fans are booing the yeah. team. They are booing a coach. Not necessarily the player. Now, the Petrus, maybe a little bit. Bullshit. Maybe I'm calling bit. bullshit on that. They, but mostly, no, I'm telling you, man, mostly this booing is about I agree. The, the coaches and the I decisions. Agree. But this, okay, let me explain to you something very basic about communication. If, if you boo me, eh, all right, if you say something to me, and you mean it very lighthearted, but I take like great offense to it, and it really hurts my feelings. Which has happened several times between me and you here on the podcast. 
Like you, you've got to watch how you communicate. And like, my point is if there's 60,000 people booing, like that Spencer Petrus is going to wear that. Even if you don't intend it, like you have to understand that your intentions don't necessarily match match, you know, how it's received. Yes. You have to think about But that. how, how do you try to get that message to the coaches without? Don't go to games. Yeah, I guess. But you're still going to have a lot of people at the games. No, I know. It's, it's how is, not. How is your frustration? Gonna, it's not going to be message boards. For what it's worth, it's not I agree be calling with you. into the coaches show. Hey, Kirk. Tell that dumbass son of yours to start throwing the ball down the field. That's I agree not going to work. The overwhelming majority of those people were booing the Ferences. I I don't disagree with that. Thank you. Thank you. So that that's the situation with Iowa. Really, an important one to to keep an eye on is, and again, like this is another story where it's like I. I write for the Athlon magazine, you know, and it's just like these things, it's impossible. Like, I, I can't, I don't even know who's going to be on these teams right now, and it's May 4th. It's just freaking crazy. Like, the with the portal and the way things are set up right now, it makes mm-hmm. our job interesting, though. Let's do some other quick hits before we wrap things up here. Two guys named Chris were presented, as always, by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. They got a sick liquor collection. The one I go to. In oh yeah, Ankeny. They've done a really good job of beefing up their craft beer. Do they have your Pappy Van Hood winked? They do not. I did tell Luch that if he can get his hands on any of it down in Kentucky this weekend to grab me a bottle. Those horse racing guys. I mean, they the access that they get, like compared to like a normal hack, like you or me, like it's Mm -hmm. it's just out of this world that's They're a just bucket like, list event there's a i only have a handful of bucket list events that yeah. i that i want to be at that i want to go to the masters is number one but the kentucky derby is definitely in my top three i don't know what i would put ahead of it other than the masters it's top five for me for sure you know you're gonna laugh at this Oh but boy. one of the a bucket Knoxville list Nationals, even though I go, it's still on my bucket list. No, I want to go to a I want to go to a Formula One event, but not in America. I don't want to go to one in America. Yeah. I want to go well, to one like, in Europe. It's kind of like soccer matches. Yes, like I don't want to go to a MLS game. I don't want to go and see EPL teams play in America. I, I want to go where they're at. Like, I want to do what Keith Murphy did a couple of weeks ago and go to Tottenham. Yes. You know, that looks fun. Or really any, even if it's not EPL, even if it's not Champions League, even if it's like a lower level Italian league, I think that would be really cool. Some small town in Italy that's in like the second or third tier. That would be awesome. I'd love to do that. Yeah, that that's it for me is... I've really gotten into Formula One and like the business of it. I didn't realize I was reading a column this morning. It's the fourth most popular sport in the world is Formula okay, soccer. One. It was like cricket. Whoa, cricket yeah. over soccer? No, no, soccer was one. I'm t- okay. I'm saying the top four. Let me see if yeah. I can find so this column. Cricket soccer, was one cricket. of the top four. I mean, there's so many billions of people in the eastern part of the world. The the India's Hialeah. No, come on. Excuse me, what's that? 
Hailai? Isn't like a, yeah. that's a Indian sport, I think, right? I don't know what, yeah, it's, so it's, it's not football because we're the only ones that play. Uh, field it hockey. Be, what? Yeah. So it's soccer, cricket, field hockey, and F1? And, and Formula One is four. But Formula One is a, I mean, that's not really a, that's like a league, you know? That's yeah, not, we're talking like, uh, uh, racing the, be. The, the actual definition of this is most watched. So as far as like how many watched. people watch it. Field hockey? Who's watching field hockey? I don't know. Apparently the uh, those Europeans, man. Europeans play field hockey? I have no idea. Just going off the column I read, Sportico published it too, so I know it's like legit. It's like a sports business journal That's type bizarre. deal. Field hockey? I mean, I would guess that, I mean, I would think that like rugby would be ahead of field hockey. So I was a little pissed because last night, we always had the Braves on in the background of our house. Just in the summer, that's what we have on. It's background noise, whatever. And I realized they were at Miami, and Formula One is starting up in Miami tomorrow with the practices. It's all happening and, down here, baby. Yeah, and that's all just like – and I was like, damn it, I should have gone on a vacation to hang out with Hassel. Look, yeah, you, you could have done that. I'm sure we would have had a blast. I, I'm not – I'm not all about this Miami F1 race. I was really disappointed when they came out with the plans for the track. They're racing around Hard Rock Stadium, which is in the middle of nowhere, and it's nowhere near Miami. It's like near an interstate, and it's all... Like no traffic. How long does it take to get from this area to like downtown Miami? No traffic? Oh, yeah. I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. Jesus, it's that far out. Yeah, it's not It's not anywhere close to it. It's closer to Fort Lauderdale. Um, but it's, it's. Um, I think it's Miami Gardens, it's called. Is that is that what it's called? Or is it? No, yeah, I, I, I think know. so. Um, but it's not. In, it's not close to Well, it's to part Miami. of the problem, too, because they had major traffic problems last year because there's not that many roads that go to wherever this place is. Right. So... What I want to see from an F1 race, like when they go, let's, you know, okay, we're going to Chicago. Okay, I want to see them racing down Lakeshore Drive. I want to see them in the city. I don't want to see them out in DeKalb in the middle of a field, that, which is basically, that, that's, what, like, this, that's what this is. They're racing in a, that's where the parking lot is for the stadium. But they just set it up and painted like a fake water they yeah, made it look stupid. better than it actually is. This is they're just racing around the parking lot. So the reason they do that is like the worst race on the Formula One calendar every year is the most popular one. It's it's Monaco. Like that's yeah. the most prestigious one. But they right. they they don't pass because like these street it's courses. so narrow and the and yeah. the turns are hairpin. They're tight. Yes, but that's they're what not, I want to see. <laughs> but they're not made for racing because they're streets. Like they're made to just but drive that's around. What Formula One is. To so me. what they've done here, though, is they've made an actual racetrack, and the racing will be exponentially better at a track like this compared to if they could somehow create the streets of Miami. Which we'll see. That's what they're going to do in Vegas. Like it's going to be on the. Like I want to see them going over a bridge. Like, do some fun stuff. They did that at Nashville with IndyCar. It was really cool. 
F1 though is so expensive. I honestly I don't know anyone that's going. Nobody. I looked it up after our conversation last night. You can basically get in like the turn 18 bleachers for like $400. That's how you turn can get in. Turn 18 bleachers. Yeah, like that was the Okay, well that's not 400 bucks. That's that's not crazy but money. But that's not where you would want to go. Like if you right. wanted to sit like where all the action is and stuff like that, you're looking at over $1000 just to get in. Look, I'm not saying week in and week out you want these road races where there's no passing. I just think when you're doing a one-off like this where Miami gets a race, let's let's go to Miami. Let's let's not go out into the country into the where the interstates are and make a fake track. Let's like go to these cities. I don't disagree with you because that's more of the lore of F1 than the actual like racing itself. But then as a racing fan, I can tell you like just sitting here on my couch in Iowa. But you're not going to Miami for racing fans. You're going to Miami to get new fans, to bring the sport to people who've never seen it before. Correct. So you want to put on a good show and it's a much better show. Like I guarantee you, if you're going to that race, you're going to have a better view of everything because they just created this track. No, you be up in the high rise, all those people in the apartments and the high rises. How about that view? Okay. That's a good point, but it's just a smaller number of people that you can accommodate. They're still running the business and trying to make money. Uh, Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we got a lot of feedback on this. Uh, Jeff wants to know, is, is the United States no longer in Austin? No, they are. So the United States has three races now. Austin, Las Vegas, and Miami. So where do they race in Vegas? On the Strip. Okay, see? There you go. It's going to be sick. That's what you do. Matt, see if you can pull up, Matt. There's a promo on YouTube for the Las Vegas Formula One race. This shouldn't get us blocked either. This shouldn't be true. Oh, boy. Well, we had some major issues last show because I brought up the Mercury Mistress. And uh, we got taken down a couple of times on YouTube. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, all because of you and your guy having well, sex you know, with I a, just <laughs> Having sex with his car. It's not every day that uh, you can bring a, uh, a car that you can have sex with to the masses. Matt says, did you guys know that they had a smaller series race around downtown Des Moines in the early 90s. Yes. Ross Peterson and I ended up doing like a full show on this thing because all these people were calling in about it. Watch this real quick. This is the promo for the Vegas race. Oh, my God. See, this is what it's all about. That's what you got to do. Race in Vegas. Don't go out into the country and build some fake track. This is perfect. I was talking to our driver when we were in Vegas, Chris, on our way to Circa, and he said all the drivers are pissed about this. Oh, yeah. Because it's just messing up their routes, getting down to the strip from the airport. When is this taking place? Uh, Next year, I think, right? 24? No, it's this season. Is it? It's this fall. I want to say it's in the fall. Why the hell are we seeing Pacquiao? Is there like a Pacquiao fight in conjunction with the F1 race? I have no idea. They but, will be racing around the boxing ring. I was um, talking to Mike Palm from Circa about this, and I was like, what are you guys going to do for it? Because oh it's like God. they're not really on the strip. And I think that Circa was either going to put like the majority of their big screens in the sports book 
all together to make one giant screen, or they were just going to do a massive event at Stadium Swim for it, which I think would be badass. Oh, you yeah. just get all these people out there and their European vibes. Hey, European, it means you just you don't even got to wear clothes. <laughs> Europeans, they just walk around naked. Sounds like a, we'll have to make a trip out there for this. Europe, November yeah, European 18th. weekend. No, Saturday, November, November 18th. 18th. Yep. Oh, so that, okay, boy. So that's right in college football. But the, it, it, I, I want to say it starts like late, like really late. I think they're yeah, starting. Yeah, I, I kind of, I wish it wasn't. It says it says twelve a.m. like midnight. Yeah, midnight. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, midnight probably Central Time or um, let me double check. Yeah, That's now we have a couple of people pointing out Central. that NASCAR is racing in downtown Chicago this summer, which again will be cool. That'll be really cool, but the race won't be that good. I promise. Like it'll just be average, if that. But we'll see. I hope it. I hope it's cool because I I like this kind of stuff. I would love to be in Chicago for that weekend, but it it, it doesn't have the same vibe having these NASCAR guys walking around Chicago as it does the European type of thing. Like that's really the what people love about Formula One. Hey, let's get let's get Chase Elliott over here. See what he has to say about the about the bean. <laughs> doesn't doesn't feel the same way to me but we'll see i hope it's a good race um last but certainly not least we had a commenter i don't think she was upset because she put like the lol thing uh but she made a comment about our kid our show not being kid appropriate on youtube oh yeah on on youtube yeah what do you think says uh a not safe for kids warning might be appreciated gents lol (laughs) So that, I don't, don't even kids. like kids. You don't even like them. I like some kids. Sure, I do. But I don't have any. So I like what? What age do you think is appropriate for kids to listen to two guys named Chris? You know, we're talking about sodomizing the fields with the with with seed, and um, you know, we say the f word um, from time to time. You know, we don't celebrate it. What would you say, 10? Uh, yeah. So, my buddy Adam Carper, you know Carper. His yeah. son mm-hmm. is a huge sports fan and, and found us on the YouTube one day and stumbled upon some... I don't know if you want your 10-year-old running around mimicking what? old Uncle Chris. What? Me or you? Either one. What I mean, did we say that he heard? I don't know. Just this was during football season last year, so it, it was a long. I I just got the text like, "Hey, could you tone it down? You got kids watching." Tone Brandon, down what though? If we don't, we we have to, you know, it tone no, down not, the. We're not doing this show for ten year olds. That's who, that's not who correct, we're here for. Correct. If your ten year old listens, then tell them earmuffs. Brandon says I prefer the PG thirteen rated two guys named Chris. So, so would that be taking it down? No, I think when it, when you put PG thirteen on it, you can basically, yeah, yeah. But I feel like there are times where we're a, we're we're a hard R. <laughs> yeah, right? but like the whole the show as a whole is not rated R. No, 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 no. P 
PG thirteen. We're not just throwing out the F word just because we can. Yeah. No. But th- I think that is the the great thing about what you're doing at Iowa Everywhere is that you know we don't have to answer to the FCC. Now we do have to answer to uh, Saturday Night Live when we play their <laughs> videos on YouTube, but we don't have to answer to the FCC. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. We're not doing the show for ten year olds. And M- Matt um, says those kids should be listening to Cammy's Corner <laughs> podcast. We, there you go. We got flagged on Facebook the other day <laughs> because oh, yeah. of the because of the picture Hassel sent of the <laughs> what was it the well I didn't send it. Somebody butt. sent it to us, and they said it it it, it was like pork butt or whatever. We, but it we was put like it up a the last episode hog <laughs> that had been cooked. <laughs> hole and like the ass was in the it looked like a it 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 looked We're like not something you find on Pornhub. But Facebook thought it was nudity, so they I would have it did look like nudity. I would have absolutely bought that piece of meat if I see it walking down. You would have eaten the ass right out of that pig? I would have bought that piece of meat just for the content. I would have spent forty to forty bucks on that. Just to be able to tweet at it. Hey look what I'm throwing on the smoker guys last but certainly not least i said this twice wait, 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 now wait. yeah you already said that uh we wanted to touch on what did you mean a george Strait concert you you had this in the rundown well you were tweeting about how you bawled your eyes out at a george Strait i concert? had bawled my eyes out they the were having a discussion my friends heather and sean on kxno in the afternoons about have you ever cried at a concert like is the is the music ever moved you I was like, George, yeah. What does George Strait sing that, w- that moved you? Well, you know, and I'm gotcha. a little bit pissed off about it to this day, to be honest. Pissed off about what? So he did the whole Cowboy Rides Away tour, which was a farce. <laughs> that it was so that, his last tour. He said it was his last tour. But yeah, it's how it was promoted. Tour? And when he but, sang the Cowboy Rides Away at the end, I was just like, God damn it, this is it. I'm never going to see George Strait again. Because I was like my ninth okay. time seeing him. So it wasn't really the song; it was the the fact. I thought that it was it. I thought was it was the last retiring. Time you were seeing him, like this yeah, guy, he's... the old guy, the old man's rolling into the sunset. Okay, I, that's a little bit. I, I thought like just a, just a song moved you to tears. No. Uh, we did get word from Hunter Dickinson this morning that he is going to Kansas. All right, not a surprise. No, not at all. Well, it's probably because of that Mexico City announcement. Well, when you have a chance to go and play your basketball games in Mexico City, you just have to jump at it. You have to take it. <laughs> Forget Allen Fieldhouse. Why would you want to play there? Yeah. That's old news. Who wants to play in front of Americans? <laughs> all right. Well, enjoy the uh, – hopefully you can hear the buzz of the F1 engines. When you're sitting out at your okay, pool. so is that on Saturday or Sunday this week? Sunday, but they time? start on Friday with like practice and then qualifying on Saturday. It's like a weekend event. I, I'm guessing middle of the day on Sunday. One of the things I, I one of the reasons I think F1 has grown in popularity in the United States is because the time of the races. Like you can yeah. wake up and some of these races are on at like 10 a.m. Yeah, and that 
There's nothing else on at that time, sports-wise. And credit to F1, they've changed. Because when I was a kid, like you had to be up in the middle of the night to watch mm-hmm. those races. And F1 has moved those times where they're at least reasonable for Americans. Depending on where they're at, you know, if they're in, yeah. you know, if they're in Western Europe, by England and and those places, um, Netherlands, they that's only six hours ahead. So you don't have to do anything crazy. Yeah, the the hard ones are like Australia and you know races like that. Those get so Chris. Tough. This is why I don't wear uh, t-shirts. Oh my phone. god! What is what is do wrong you, with me? Do you why am wear, I sweating so much? Do you wear deodorant or antiperspirant? Yeah, deodorant. No, see, antiperspirant that that just clogs you up. No, you got to wear the antiperspirant if you got that problem. I used to have why? that problem. I made the switch to antiperspirant. I don't have it anymore. Really? Yeah. yeah I'm telling it, you, it makes a change. You'll perspire just from other places, just not where you have the anti Oh, so it's going to come out like of my head instead of my underarms? Yeah. Well, I don't ass. want that. And what? I mean, you may have you may have a spot down there by your rear. That that just doesn't seem healthy to clog up so you want to walk around like that all day? Well, no, I, you can't. You won't be able to. Like, I'll go to work and I'll have an undershirt under my um, button-up yeah. collared shirt. So you can't see it. It doesn't go through to that. And I'm only sweating because I just get real hot when I'm doing the show with you and Matt. I get real charged up. That's fair. Get out of here. Have a great weekend. Everybody enjoy the Derby. Did we hit F1. everything on the rundown? We hit everything. We got to pretty much everything. Yeah, we got everything through. About five minutes over. That's okay. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Thanks for listening to Iowa Everywhere. Have a great weekend. Iowa Everywhere.